Hello, boys and girls, and welcome to the Rad Rides Podcast. Today, we have an amazing interview with Mr. Mitch Ring Jr., who is a Mustang aficionado. He's got a bunch of Mustangs between him and his father. However, we decided to choose the weirdest and most quirkiest of them all, which is his 1986 Mustang SVO. We talked a lot about owning the inline four beast of a motor that that thing is. We talked about him racing some of his other Mustangs. We bagged on a couple of Ford Aerostars, which I'm sure the Ford Aerostar community will have something to say to me about that, the two to three people that are out there for it. Uh, we drank uh, quite a few beers. We had some technical difficulties, unfortunately, because me being a clown and a noob that I am to this, forgot to bring extra batteries and one of the wireless mics went down. So we got to take a test drive in the car in the middle of the podcast, which was fantastic. So we got to talk about that, came back. We talked about how uh, fun it is to own a $8,500 car versus uh, some of the other higher priced cars out there. And um, Mitch asked if he could have some special intro music rather than the V8 sound that I usually lead into. So I got some special intro music for him. And as always, you can get on the website, radridespodcast.com. Check out all the pictures. I did a full write-up of the car. Uh, you can see exactly what we were talking about, and you can get a sneak peek of some of the other Mustangs that we spoke about. So today's episode is brought to you by Guardian Angels. They are a organization that we have always talked about on the podcast. My friend and recipient, Captain John Kelly, and his dog Ranger are recipients of some of these dog as one of these dogs from Guardians Angels. What they are is they train medical service dogs to mitigate the challenges associated with several disabilities, including PTSD, traumatic brain injury, seizure disorder, glucose imbalance, mobility issues, and more. They do not train they do not train guide dogs due to the length of their very specialized training. What they do is uh, they've proudly paired more than 300 individually trained medical service dogs and deserving recipients since 2010. At Guardians Angels, no recipient is ever charged for their service dog. Again, John and his dog, Ranger, I know them very well. Uh, I've seen them in action, and it brings me very good comfort knowing that my friend is in good hands. And in fact, uh, we're going to have John on a future episode here coming up. I think he's going to help me out on either the next one or the one after that. So stay tuned for that. The second is going to be Help Hard. My friend, Army Sergeant James Bendel, has uh, started an organization that uh, takes monetary contributions to assist vocational technical school students to further with their education and entrepreneurship. Uh, as well as he boosts some other local nonprofits in the area. I know he's done some with the local uh, dog, sh- dog and cat shelter around here. Uh, he's a great guy. Uh, he's what this podcast is all about, working with your hands, trying to get these younger kids to uh, start getting some of these uh, vocational skills. He also owns a, co- a coffee shop that has a local car show, which I might be going to right after this to go check out some more cars. So get on a uh, line. You can check it out at radridespodcast.com. Go under donations. You can see both of those on there. Uh, again, give to those two great organizations. Okay, folks, it is my greatest pleasure to now introduce to you Mr. Mitch Ring Jr.
But these, these Peronis taste a little bit different than the last ones I got. I don't know why. Italian beers, they're like that. Right? You know? Anyways. I, I mean, maybe because they're... Italian and okay. not made here. Maybe they were skunky or, you know, sometimes... I don't know, maybe you, because you were drinking Stella with everybody else. Maybe I was, yeah. Bring me Peroni. Huh? Well, we're recording, by the way. This is great. <laughs> great. <laughs> <laughs> What's Good. up, man? Uh, not much, man. It's... Uh, Talk about this '86 SBO, yeah. huh? Sure, yeah, absolutely, man, absolutely. We've talked a little bit, a little bit beforehand, but uh, we're gonna get into it. We're um, in—is this considered Rough Creek or Waynesburg? Waynesburg address. Waynesburg address, yeah. but Rough Creek sounds way cooler. Right. So let's call it Rough Creek, Pennsylvania. So we're Rough in Rough Creek, Creek Pennsylvania, in yeah. your garage here. Uh, it is really cold for me because uh, I'm a big wimp and from Texas and I don't like cold weather but it's a little cold in here we're enjoying some um, wonderful Peronis that are going to stay cold in here that I don't have to put them in the fridge which is nice <laughs> not that cold <laughs> it's, it's not the cold maybe Texas coldest cold. part of the season yet but yeah you know, let me it turn is, the fans off for you yeah absolutely the big ass fans here yep and uh, we're in here looking at your 1986 SVO, which, by the way, I, when I put it out on uh, social media, I knew all the Mustang guys were going to get in on it, and a few did. Uh, but I really wanted a weird Mustang to be the first Mustang on the podcast because uh, I, I think everybody at the local car show sees too many uh, GT350s and stuff like that, and no one really sees these uh, SVOs too much. Yeah, for sure. I mean... Definitely uh, taking this thing to car shows and and uh, for the people that that definitely know what it is, you know some of the Mustang guys and you know a lot of the guys that are, you know maybe they grew up in the '80s and um, a lot of those guys' eyes light up, you know, and they come running over and they're like, "Man, is that an SVO? What year is that? <laughs> oh, okay, you know, it's, oh, is that an '86? I mean, I had an '86 when I graduated, you know." And, sure. Well, I mean, I you know we none of us like four cylinders, and so we took that out and put a five liter in uh. it. And, well, that's, you know, that's some of the reason of you can't find them now, you know, it, but I mean, I, uh, well, well, this thing's a time capsule for sure. Yeah. I mean, you definitely have the original inline four. Yeah. Uh, it's definitely turbocharged. We took a little video beforehand and put it on Instagram and it sounds like a turbo four cylinder, right? <laughs> kind of a, kind of a John Deere sound, but yeah, a little bit um, of a tractor sound to it, <laughs> but it is a time capsule. I mean, you've kept it relatively stock. I think you said you have a couple of, of mods here and there, but they're tasteful. I think yeah. we can say they're tasteful mods. They're not crazy. Yeah, I mean, a lot of the stuff that I did was just to try not to get too far into, you know, I didn't really want to get into internals if I didn't have to. You know, if it, you know, maybe if I blew the head gasket or something like that, then. We start talking about a rebuild or, right. you know, uh, doing some things like that. But I, you know, a lot of it, you'll see a lot of the SBO owners and stuff, if they've done anything to it, they'll take the stock airbox off and they'll put a cone filter right on the end of it and uh, on the end of the... Just opens it up a little bit. Yeah, the vein air meter as compared to mass airflow, which is a little bit older mm. tech. Yes, that's but 1980s I mean, at its finest right there. I mean, this thing is a friggin' spaceship for 1986, <laughs> though. I mean, you've got a, fu a fuel selection in here between, you know, you know, you can switch it up to premium, and, and which, I mean, I, I think it's so giving you a little bit So you can change it from unleaded, uh, unleaded to premium? 
yeah. and get a different tune on the yeah it's it, you know just some canned tunes that it's ha that it has in there um so this was like uh fast and the furious before fast and the furious I guess. you can dial it in right race everybody in your turbo four right <laughs> yeah i mean i think for the year i mean it was definitely uh you know ford was kind of going after the you know the jdm market with you know whatever japan was trying to send over and uh germany you know things like that they were they were wanting to compete and their idea at the time was to come out with a you know a four-cylinder turbo rear-wheel drive they did the suspension work um you know which we'll talk about more of it but sure. you know the coney shocks and struts you know that which was unheard of on mustangs at that time you know, five lug you know they did they did a lot with these things that's high Borg warner yeah. five speed in it you know or with the you know Borg warner world-class transmission and and uh i mean they spec these things out i mean they were expensive you know for the year i think they could yeah what, what how much right how much was like, the four-cylinder option I was it a premium probably, over the 50 I should I, should I think ask. it was. Wow. I mean, you were probably setting at like 16 probably at that time, which wow. was that's another reason why these probably weren't that popular because I mean, I think the I'd have to I'd have to look back, but like build numbers and stuff, there was not very many like I don't know. I mean, <clears throat> for the year, I mean, Yeah, I mean, they were. It, it, I can tell you, I don't see a whole lot of them now. So, yeah. which means that probably back in the day, there wasn't a whole lot of them sold in the first place. Yeah. So, and like you said, a lot of the guys who bought them decided they were going to take out the the four cylinder and put in the eight cylinder because uh, we live in America and <laughs> right. eight cylinders is better than four cylinders. Yeah, which <laughs> you know, I think from like, which the car like debuted in '84, ran into '86. Um, but I think there was probably around 9,800, I think, that were made that's, from that's 84 to 86. That's not a lot at all. And, you know, I mean, there was, options-wise, obviously, the only motor you're going to get with it is the 2.3 turbo. But, I mean, I think leather seats was another option. I think there was a, uh, not a track pack kit, but like a, where they do like a radio delete and oh, okay. you know that kind of stuff kind of like the uh the highway patrol cars that they Yeah made. um there were some other, like the 2000 Cobra R they had the you know, there was just a delete you oh, know that's what I mean? true right right um which that might have been so for, for some other Cobra, you know 93 Cobra I'd say they probably had that too but which this car kind of you know it shares a couple of things that were carried on to the 93 Cobra, like the taillights mm -hmm. are literally the same taillights that went on the 93 Cobra. Oh, yeah. So. Yeah, and it's got this, uh, two, two of my favorite things. One of them, before I came here, was the wing, because uh, it looks like the Cosworth yeah. Escort wings yeah. that they were putting in, over, in, uh, over in the UK. And then you showed me the uh, lumbar support. Yeah, in these, right. which is uh, a hand pump, which I'm going to take some pictures of because I think that's really uh, unique and interesting, and you just don't see it anymore. Yeah, I mean, it, you know, definitely the biplane wing that's on here is is definitely different. Um, I mean, it fits the car. I mean, I, I think it looks good. I mean, it's a hatch, but, 
It's, yeah, it's definitely, like you said, that Cosworth kind of look <laughs> of the escort and stuff. And it's not quite that big, and I don't think it goes clear up. You know, no, it doesn't. Have, I think I think glass. the escort had three, if I'm not mistaken. I think it had seven, three, seven yeah, wings seven. across all yeah. the wings. It was all, all the wings wing possible. Yeah, but yeah. This will be the second car in a row that I think the wing is one of my favorite parts. The last one I did was a Saab race car. Yeah, and he built his own wing, and it was it's monstrous. Yeah, but it works. I mean, fantastically on the car. Yeah, you know? uh, and it's welded to the body. Right, <laughs> which is a you know a much needed. A much-needed wing, you know, downforce, that kind of stuff, I, I'm sure, with racing. This thing? Aesthetically, I, yeah. I think it looks great. I don't I, know if it's... I'm not sure if it actually does anything for the car besides, <laughs> you know, maybe about 110. It gets a little bit of rattle going, but... Well, I'm yeah. sure if uh, anybody knows, the Mustang community will know. Uh, and I'm sure they will point it out rather quickly, which is the best part about this. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. And you're a Mustang guy. You have, uh, you have quite a few Mustangs in here. Uh, yeah, and you have a beautiful a Mach 1. What year is the Mach 1? 2004. 2004 Mach 1, which you don't see a whole lot of those either right now. No? So you're kind of into some, a little bit of the crazy stuff. Uh, you, and you have a, a, a beautiful Shelby, of course. Which I, I think we took picture or you sent the picture of. So, mm -hmm. um, so you're you're a Mustang guy through and through. And why why Mustangs? Uh, it was just something that I think I don't know. I think a lot of people would, maybe not, but you know, at least for me, um, you know, definitely my dad and stuff growing up. He was he was uh, a Ford guy, mm -hmm. um, and that was something that he always wanted to uh, do. Was you know he eventually when he you know, saved up enough money, that kind of stuff. He was wanting a Mustang, you know, and that kind of carried on over to me. You know, it, you know, that kind of stuff rubs off on you, you know, but, sure. um, you know, definitely from when I started out with the Mach 1 and stuff. And Was and, the Mach uh, 1 your first Mustang? Yeah. Oh, okay, wow. Yeah. Okay, nice. Have you had that brand new, since brand new? Uh, yeah. It's, okay. uh... I did not know that. Yeah. <laughs> it's, uh... I've known Mitch for quite a few years through work. We we both work in oil and gas, and, and uh, I know he had this Mustang. I didn't know. I did not know that this was your first one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's got sixteen, sixteen seven on it. Yeah. Sixteen thousand miles. You know, almost seventeen. But right. I, you know, I drive the cars. You know, and I don't want to sound like somebody that, you know, lets them sit here and rot, which definitely doesn't. You know these things get rolled and which sounds terrible but you know I, I take the things out as much as I can and you know every once in a while you kind of look back on things and it's like I don't need this shit but yeah then again it's you know you talk to other gearheads and stuff and you get right back into it and you start looking at car parts and you know then you get the itch again and when it gets too bad you get into racing and you know I was doing National Auto Sport Association, NASA. I have to say it because people just stare at you when you say NASA. But <laughs> um, definitely, uh, it was, it was, uh, and I did that with the Mach 1. Um, probably too much. I mean, and it's not pushing, I mean, with Pro Charger and stuff, it's probably not pushing that much power, but for your, really your first time going out on a road course and, you probably Learning. don't need a car that powerful. And, you know, when I'm coming through the turns, go. you know, trying to stay on, you know, 
certain race lines and stuff and it's you know you've got a toyota yaris like just just <laughs> in your at like just like get out of the way and it's like and then you start to finally realize it's like this guy knows what he's doing you know what i mean and you know you see that car at the end of it and it's completely gutted mm-hmm. like slicks just okay this thing can handle you know what i mean yeah. i came out here i came out here with a seven thousand dollar car and yeah. uh, beat up on mustangs all day yeah. long yeah I, uh, <laughs> yeah i mean the guy was all over me in the turns and it's you know you, you have to realize when you're doing that kind of stuff it's like you know it, you're not on the street and you're not trying to you know race somebody on the highway or something it's you know out there there's there's some rules especially when you're going through the you know hbde and stuff of you know when to point by and you know you have to realize when somebody's faster than you and yeah. actually point them by and because they're gonna have a terrible day if they're just behind your <laughs> behind you all day the turns <laughs> and it's like and then in the straights you leave them yeah. it's like god I it's know like I'm riding a semi up, up and down hills yeah. around here. Yeah. You know, you go up yeah. a hill and you're behind him and he's extremely slow. And then <laughs> you go down a hill and he's passing you up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's definitely, uh, yeah, definitely like that. But I, I, I quickly found out that, because uh, when I first started doing the, the NASA stuff, you know, which you, you have to go through all the different stages of HPDE and, and an instructor with you and that kind of stuff. And then you can finally graduate into you know, time trials and stuff like that. But, um, when I first started it, the instructor at the time was like, uh, so to let you all, you know, let you all know, you know, this is not the hobby for everyone, you know? (laughs) And I'm like, okay, yeah, let's, let's get on with this, you know? And, uh, he's like, if you could take a thousand dollars, and put it in a bucket in your driveway and light it on fire <laughs> and not put it out. This is the hobby for you. And I'm like, <laughs> ah, crap. Sure. I'm like, ah, uh, I mean, like maybe like, th- like maybe like you throw like a dollar out there or something. Yeah. You know? but like, <laughs> and I didn't really think, like, I thought this guy was kind of like trying to push away, you know, you know, weed out some people or something. No, that's literally, it's. You know, throughout a weekend, if you do Friday, Saturday, and Sunday with, I don't know, three or four runs a day, it's, you're cooking everything. I mean, between all your fluids, you know, you're changing the oil, you're changing brake Mm -hmm. fluid, your brakes, your rotors, like, you're just trashing through stuff. And then you start (laughs) to think about it, and it's like, what am I doing? Like, this is fun. Like, maybe something to do when you're retired one day, which, you know, that's what my dad was doing, you know, but Mm -hmm. like. To do it when you are, you know, when you have a family and, you know. Uh, we need money for meat, uh, damn it. Right. <laughs> we don't need money for brake parts. <laughs> right. And, you, you know, you start to think about that and it's like, I'm not going to make any money from this. I'm never going to be racing like any type of pro circuit one day with this 2004 Mach 1. You know what I mean? Like, it's never going to happen. So it's like, um, you know, I, I kept up with it for a while. Um my dad definitely, um, he graduated from HBDE and got into time trials and, that's, and stuff like that, which eventually, you know, he had a pretty bad wreck and stuff right. with, yeah, I remember you that. know, the Cobra over there, but, right. um, which isn't his race car. It was just a sore subject, he, but, yes. um, <laughs> uh, you know, kind of after that, um, you know, which he was in the hospital for two weeks. 
mm-hmm. during that. He, they put yeah, I remember seeing that video. It was awful. All kinds of stuff. Yeah, he had an onboard camera, and it was it was it was bad. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> rough, bad. real rough. Bad. I mean, the, when you wreck a a sixty five, you know, AC Cobra, uh, the the side of the car is was it an original AC Cobra? In your, well, it's continuation sh- okay. series. Yeah. Uh, yep. From Shelby, like a Shelby roller, mm-hmm. and then it had a not to talk about every car in here, but right. a 427 side. <laughs> hey, Ben, this like is what the podcast Pong. is about. Right. Because usually the guys that I talk to have two or three cars, you right. know, and they have two or three cars for a reason because they're addicted to it. Right. <laughs> and that's, you know, but not to get too ADD about things because I know, if, you know, if I was listening to this and somebody's like, man, he just mentioned a, you know, continuation <laughs> series, you know, he's talking about a Cobra. Just talk about that. I don't yeah. want to hear about Well, your dad's also retired, Ford, you know? and he also did very well in the oil industry, uh, so he's yeah. allowed to do that. Yeah, he's allowed. <laughs> um, Us, we're like in our mid-30s, and yeah. uh, we don't own oil and gas, uh, you know, service companies. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I, you know, kind of after that, you know, with the wreck and everything, I, I definitely took a break from it, uh, seeing what happened there, which... Mm-hmm. Really and truly, I mean, if he would have been in his 05 Mustang, you know, it's fully caged, Hans device, all that stuff. Right. Probably would have come out with maybe a bruise or something, mm-hmm. or like a sore neck or something. Busted who, ego. Who knows? Yeah. yeah. I mean, but when you wreck in a, you know, a Cobra like that, that's, I mean, that car comes right up to your, like, mid-ribs. <laughs> and you hit the wall at 95 or yeah. however fast it was. I mean, I think right into your ribs yes you know that, I mean? uh, like, yeah there's yeah. uh there's not much you can do that i mean even with the you know the i think there's a five point in there but it's still like it's not keeping you like right right yeah, yeah i get it man and it's and it's an open top which makes it 10 times worse yeah which is <laughs> super terrifying i mean yeah you see the roll the bars on them and you're like oh i'll be safe i'm like mm. yeah well, well you really until that roll bar it, I mean, slides into the grass and it cuts into right it and, and you just crow on your face off across <laughs> right. the you know asphalt or something oh. that's that's like my biggest fear is just something right. like that i mean thank god i mean he's you know doing well now but mm-hmm. like a lot of things could have went a Terribly lot worse oh, than yeah. for sure you know you look up any video online and type in ac cobra it's like the first thing that comes up is ac cobra crash Ugh. because everybody wrecks the damn things because right. it's way too much power with that light of a car which makes you those know. guys who race those back in the day just like straight up men <laughs> animals <laughs> men and that's why uh you stick with four-cylinder turbos now right is that what it is <laughs> thanks so that's is why that... you segue into the four-cylinder turbo uh, which might i add is a uh, has a uh, sunroof on it did they all come with sunroofs or they was this a big option all. that was uh that was an option whoa option. this is a big option yeah. big option big well, let's option. open up the hood let's take a look underneath this thing right here this is uh this is awesome i know you have a great story about how you uh uh you're the second owner you said yeah, technically a second Te- owner. Technically, I always yeah. like technically. So, <laughs> the original owner was the guy. The guy that I bought it from, it was his father's. Okay. And I think the deal with it was, I think his father, which this guy was a lot older than me, but I think his father was getting up there in age. Um, Didn't want to handle all the horsepower of the turbo four. Yeah, I mean all two hundred <laughs> horsepower of this thing. Hers, Paris, Is that what this makes? Two hundred. Yeah, well, stock, I, stock I, 200, yeah, to the engine, something like that. Yeah, but like, um, whoa! Wow, look at that beast! Whoa! 
Is that a two, that's pushed three really far back there? That's that's pushed way farther back than I ever thought it they, would. They uh they did that on purpose. A little weight distribution they, uh, action there. They got the weight behind the front axle to. They did to kind of. Uh, Absolutely, they did. Wow, I mean, you've got a lot of room to, uh, between the uh, between your radiator and your your front drive system right there. Mm -hmm. That's. I was not expecting that. I'm not going to yeah. lie to you. Okay, all right. So, anyways, uh, so you got it from an old man who didn't want to drive a a big beast of a four cylinder any longer. Okay, okay. <laughs> now that's enough. All right. No. Uh, he, uh, I, I don't know the situation, but the guy that I bought it from, he ended up with it. I don't know if the older guy passed away or what, but this guy didn't have time to take care of it. He actually had it at his garage where he had a business at. It was okay. under a cover and stuff. He just, I don't know if it's something that reminded him, like, of his dad or something. Mm -hmm. Well, he ended up, you know, so here I go to Georgia to pick this thing up, found it on Hemmings, and uh, I went down there and, and looked the thing over. You know, I definitely, you know, you, you try to ask as many questions as possible before you go on the road with a car trailer, because pretty much once you do that, you're going to buy it. Those people pretty much know you're coming down <laughs> you're to serious. buy something, which, you know, really and truly, I mean, if I was going to find something you know super wrong with the vehicle you know obviously it's mm -hmm. you know head on back but yeah, you turn around sure if it wasn't going to be too bad you know i was definitely you know you could do some work but um yeah i had a guy show up I, when i sold my 454 ss which yeah. took forever to sell uh which i don't understand why i, I think i priced it well, it's, yeah mm. it's, i think i priced it very fairly oh beers are right here sir which, by the way, we're opening these beers with a uh, thing of scissors because uh, it has I, a, a I, I bottle need, opener. Yep, I need a I need to buy a bottle opener. This is the fourth podcast. I've brought nothing but uh, pop tops to every single podcast, and nobody, absolutely nobody, has a bottle opener. So I'm going to buy my own bottle opener for the next uh, podcast. So it's weird. You, I mean, he shows for... up with Old Milwaukee NA, yeah, that's right. and <laughs> is needing a, a bottle opener. A bottle opener. They're cans of a pounder cans right. of Old Milwaukee NA. Right. And, but anyways, I had a guy who uh, who wanted to buy a uh, this 454 off of me. He drove all the way up from Virginia with a trailer, and then he tried to haggle with me in the driveway. And I'm like, guy, I know you drove all the way up here to pay this price. I know you're going to pay the price. Right. I mean, I work in sales. Uh, I'm I'm not a bozo here. You know what I mean? So just pay the price, take the car, and, and get out of there. And he tried to play hardball with me, but at the end, he he ended up buying it. Yeah, he's which not, I needed. He's to not going to leave without the vehicle. No, which no. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> I, yeah i mean i i obviously i haggled i got some money off of it mm -hmm. which i got it for a good price of what these things are going for now i mean they're so only how, coming up in price right how much did you buy it for i can't tell you that okay no, I, at some I point you're I gonna sell this, it and then people I, are gonna be like oh i'm gonna go back to the podcast and i'm gonna be like oh right. i got him i know how much he paid uh, 40 for that. grand okay yeah, no i <laughs> i picked it up for like 8500 nice and at the time was a decent price i mean these things are they're only going up. Right. I mean, what do you think? It's how, how long ago did you buy it? Um, I bought it around. What is it? Probably 2016, I mm -hmm. think. So it's been a. So it's, it's appreciated since then. And I think uh, more and more guys now that, that you know YouTube's gotten a little bit bigger. There's some guys on there that advocate for these these kind of one-off cars, and especially yeah. 80s cars are starting to get, 80s and early 90s cars are getting really hot right now. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you definitely bought it at the right time. Yeah, I, uh, you know, and it was something that, like, 
I didn't necessarily know about, like, obviously, you know, to date both of us, I mean, like, it's, you know, the whole Fast and the Furious mm-hmm. shit when all that stuff went down. <laughs> like, it's, it's like, you know, obviously we all, you know, a lot of these people probably listen to this, like, you had your Gran Turismo players and that kind yeah. of stuff, so you just knew a bunch of stupid cars that nobody ever even needed to know about which by the way i own one of those stupid cars oh, right. a 98 turbo eclipse yeah. so, so but anyways go ahead yeah but <laughs> like you you know this is not something like that i necessarily knew about but i always had like definitely like coming out of high school that kind of stuff you know the four cylinders were big that kind of you know and then you you put your big boy pants on and finally graduate over to V8 and that kind of stuff, which <laughs> now you can't really say because there's a lot of crazy four cylinders are out there. Yes. Four cylinders out there, you know. And that's why I, I was kind of thinking. Chris Barno with his Evo. I mean, yeah, Chris Barno and his Evo, he, which uh, he might be the next one. Is he going to be him or this guy with the Exo truck? Okay. I, I talked to him the other day. Oh, Exo truck. You some, Man, that Exo truck is crazy. I, I can't wait to talk oh. to him because he built that from scratch. Yeah, that uh, thing is crazy. But Barno, yes, he has a four-cylinder Evo that will absolutely destroy anything on the street. Yeah, which I don't is even crazy. I don't even try to race him anymore. I mean, it's <laughs> he's just about into the nines, but um, not to get too specific. I mean, I I think he was seven fifty to the Oof. wheels. So That's I mean, so it, much. it's getting up there. I mean, he goes to the busher shootouts and that kind of stuff. So it's. And it looks uh, relatively stock too. I mean, yeah, it's, it's got some know, things here and sleepy. there. I mean, he right. he sent me a picture there a couple of weeks ago of he had the headlight poked out with a funnel in there, and I'm like, ah, now <laughs> it's not you. very sleepy. Yeah, I, I know right. where that goes. Yeah, you know? That's right. So. But uh, yeah, so <laughs> it jumping around, but no, you know, kind of the back back to the story of like when I bought this thing, you know, I I looked the car over, you know, as much as you can do, and you know, laying on the floor and just. This guy's warehouse and stuff. And, it was in Georgia, right? And, uh, you said? Yeah, yeah. It drove down to Georgia, and uh, it's, it stayed in Georgia its entire life. So yeah. it was a southern car. Mm-hmm. Oh, great! That's why it's yeah. so clean underneath. <laughs> yeah. So when I first looked at the car underneath, I'm like, you know, as compared to anything in Pennsylvania, and, mm-hmm. the know, Rust Belt. Uh, yeah, the Rust Belt. <laughs> you know, I'm like, this thing is amazing. The undercarriage is great, you know, and and uh, looking things over, I I knew the paint looked super good um but you know after looking things over you know which the car you know it's sixty-two thousand miles on it and from the looks and stuff i'm like yeah i mean because really in i mean these cars 80s wise i mean there's nothing saying you know rolling over to 162 it is just right it rolls <laughs> back to and- 62,000, which Looking at it and looking at the undercarriage, that kind of stuff, like the motor-wise, like the motor's strong. I've done compression tests, that kind of stuff. Like it's, I'm, you know, I'm, you know, and through registrations and all mm-hmm. that stuff, which as much as that. Yeah. Well, you if know, you have the paperwork. As and, much I mean, as that's accurate. I mean. You can take a look and see a 162,000 mile car versus a 60, yeah. especially the 80s, because I've owned a couple of 80s cars and plastic starts to fall apart and deform and there's all kinds of squeaks and rattles and and weird places i mean they're Mm -hmm. when they're tight and they're stock and they're original and they're under you know 80 100 miles it's a different uh driving experience altogether yeah um for sure i mean it it uh i mean but you know 
I believe it's, you know, 62,000 miles or else mm -hmm. I wouldn't have bought the thing. Yeah, I'm I mean, wrong, it, I'm wrong. Look, whatever, I, I, look. Still, I mean, the wheels, the wheels you know, are, are original. The wheels don't look like they've been beat up. No yeah. one curbed them. You know, mm -hmm. I mean, they're not rashed all up. They don't have you know little you know pockets of uh, rust in the corners. You know, of the of the kidney mm -hmm. beans or anything like that. I mean, the motor, it doesn't look like it's got 162 on it. Yeah. You know, so someone definitely took care of the car for sure. Yeah. Um, which you know, sun damage a little bit in the inside, like you were talking about, mm -hmm. but. You know, I'm used to not seeing that until like 300,000 right. miles up here. You know what I mean? Something's not... baked out in somebody's yard. You know what I mean? Because there's not a lot of sun up here. Sun, right. It, we, is there a sun up yeah, here? Yeah, we like, take vitamin D up here for a reason. Right. But, yeah, interior-wise, I mean, it, it's it's clean. Yeah. Um, well, I wanted to know. talk about the, the intercooler on this because this is the intercooler okay. up top here, correct? Yeah. So yeah. the intercool, I didn't know, and I, I'd looked at a few 86s before I came over here, and I just, I seriously just noticed that that is a functional hood scoop on the top. It is. And it's yeah. off to one side, which I, I, looking at the pictures, I thought it was in the middle for some odd reason, but it's definitely off to one side, and it definitely has a gasket to punch uh, cold air right into that intercooler right there. Yeah, it's a top mount intercooler. It's tiny. I mean, it's, what is it? It is. You know, yeah. a size 8 shoebox? Sure. You know, <laughs> if that. But, but uh. Yeah, I mean, a lot of the guys, you know, with the aftermarket stuff, I mean, they're doing the front mounts and that kind of mm -hmm. stuff. But with this car, I mean, stock, I mean, I don't want to change too much. Um, we'll see what happens there. But, right. Um, well, what what have you changed on the motor? You said you had a downpipe on it and you have the, the upgraded uh, down just pipe, air, I, air which, filter on it. The thing with Fox bodies, there's a lot of things that uh, between V8 and four-cylinder, mm -hmm. a lot of that thing... A lot of those things match up. Um, so radiator-wise, you know, I think, it, uh, I can't remember which brand, SR, it was from, you know, uh, American Muscle or something like that. Gotcha. But a decent buy on that. Just went with a uh, thicker radiator on it uh, to, to keep, keep things cool. a little bit cooler. Keep it cool in the hot Pennsylvania summer. Yeah, the, the, the hot <laughs> Pennsylvania sun. Um, yeah, I figured with... You know, a little bit of age on the car and that and stuff like that was keep this thing cooler the better. Um, and then you know, which we talked about, you know, the took the air box out, which is kind of a common thing. Um, and then you're basically sticking a cone filter right on the end of the vein air meter. Right. Um, so this is the vein air air meter right here mm -hmm. that we're looking at. So what does it do with the? Do you know how it how it kind of functions with the tune or anything like that? Uh, yeah, I mean it, it's similar. It's similar to mass airflow. It's definitely not as smart. Um, probably don't want to go too far into it right, between you know, how it counts air and that's in that kind of mm -hmm. stuff and 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 at which point. Um, but yeah, it was a little bit different for this with the you know OBD car with a vein air meter. And it does have an know, OBD one in it. Uh huh. Oh okay. Yeah. All right. Um, but. Yeah, I mean, I, I haven't done much besides the radiator, you know, just, you know, uh, definitely the, the tune-up part of uh, when you buy a vehicle, you know, an older vehicle. It's, mm -hmm. you know, I went through plug wires and plugs and, yeah, just which is a giant stuff. mistake with these cars because, like, <laughs> Yeah, it looks I'm like thinking, everything is pretty hidden underneath there now that uh, you said something, now that I'm looking at the As uh, much plug room wires. as you have in this thing, there's a lot of stuff you got to get off there to get really out of the play way. around, but, like. <laughs> 
Um, I, I didn't, you know, obviously I didn't know that much about these cars and a lot of it you start to learn from, you know, forums and, mm -hmm. and, uh, some other, some other sources, but, you know, I, I didn't know right off the bat cause you're thinking when you buy something like this, it's like, okay, let's, let's refresh this thing, kind of give it an update and, you know, go with a Bosch Platinum or something like that. Sure. No, it hates it. You go with the most stock copper plugs, auto light, <laughs> like motorcraft, whatever you can find, copper plugs for this thing, because that's all it likes. That's what it likes. Huh? You go any further, and it's just like you're just constantly fighting. Well, that's a testament you know, to the engineers. Go, uh, they knew what they is wanted. That what it is? You know? is that what it is? <laughs> the testament to the, uh, the the Turbo Four Ford engineers uh, out there. Yeah, it's uh, you know, I, and I went through all the different you know plug wires and and you know different you know eight millimeter and all that stuff and you know what which it's tight you know definitely you know, below the throttle body and stuff. It but, looks like you'd have to take a lot of stuff off to get to those plug yeah, wires. Yeah, so especially the back. You can too. see here. <laughs> I, I don't have the bracket on the intercooler, which is you'll see a good bit. Mm -hmm. But um, with the silicone hose, the the newer hoses that I put on there, that that thing's not moving. Right. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> it's, it's a turbo uh, four from the eighties. I mean, for sure. Right. You know, and I mean, what I mean, there was a couple other turbo cars. I think what the Grand National had a turbo six in it. Yeah, um, you're. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's fun. Yeah. So not a I, GM guy, but damn. Yeah, those are those are those, nice. You're I. I can't buy one of those now. No, it was on the hit if list. Of, it was on the hit list about six or seven years ago, and right. now it's just it's out of my price range at this Which point. Which I think, you know, with these cars, I think they're going to. I mean, they're starting to go that way. I, you know, you right. look on BAT, you look on Bring a Trailer, and you know mm -hmm. these things are going for stupid prices. And it's, you know, you see some of them on there, and it's like, God, that thing's super clean. You know, it's got. Uh, 21,000 original miles, and it's a definite 21,000, mm -hmm. like, just super clean cars. And, you know, these things are going for 20-some grand, 30 grand on there. It's like, oh, my God. But is it, a, you know, I, I listened to another podcast, and he's very good, the uh, the Smoking Tire podcast, I think. He talks a lot about driving experience and how much money it's worth, you know. is it? Do you think one of these is a $30,000 driving experience? At the lower miles, I think one day, yeah, especially nostalgia-wise, somebody that had one of these coming out of high school or something like that, for sure. Um, the enjoyment that I get out of it, I mean, this thing, it's a blast. I mean, it, it does not set the world on fire. It is not the fastest <laughs> thing in the world. Like, I, you know, obviously I've owned and, and been in some pretty fast cars, but, like, it's fun. I mean, like, to cruise down the road and you come up to a red light, and the person beside you and they're, you know, vaping in their WRX or something, you know what I mean? Like you look over and they're all, you, all they can hear is this turbo whistle and four cylinder. And they're like, what the hell? Like, what, what do you, what is that? What, is that a Fox? They're, like, yeah, it's a Fox body. Minds just go, go you know, nuts. And as he completely, you know, dusts me from the light, mm -hmm. but it's, 
it's fun though. I mean, it's it you makes know, you think. Like I mean, said, it's like, like a, it's like sending a pump fake to a guy, you know, in basketball. You know, you're kind of <laughs> right. like, wait, wait, wait. That's not a V8. That doesn't sound but the like thing a V8. Is, I mean, from the from the year from you know '84 to '86. I mean, these things were putting out more horsepower than the V8s of that year. Yeah, for sure. And you think about that, you're probably getting, who wants to even talk about fuel mileage, but you're probably getting better <laughs> fuel mileage. And you're whipping up on V8s. Is the sound, you know, is the sound better? Probably not. I mean, especially with, you know, this 2.3 that's in these Fords, like, it's, yeah, it's definitely not a 4G6.3 or, or something like that. But, like. Yeah, but you, you I mean, you revved it up in here. It, it sounds pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, I, I was not expecting it to sound like that. We'll put it that way. Yeah, it. I, it doesn't sound terrible. I'm not saying it sounds terrible. What's this thing rev to? Uh, Do you know? Not very high. I, <laughs> it's like 55. Or, let me look. But it's screaming at 55. It's absolutely screaming at 55. Well, yeah, we're 55, six. So start a red line. We're right about six. Okay. And That's I don't know bad. how much power you would actually build. <laughs> no, but it sounds great. Six screaming without at that, you know what I mean? Blowing out a head gasket, but yeah, um, no, I mean, and like, and you know, like I said, I was expecting this thing to be pushed a little bit more forward, but it's not. It's pushed over the wheels, which I'm guessing uh, this thing handles pretty nicely. It does. It's uh, <laughs> with the conies on it and everything. Yeah, original I mean, conies still on it, or did you? Did you uh, yeah, it still has okay. the original cony shocks and struts, but. Which are which are adjustable? Um, are they really? Yeah. Wow. Um, but that's something you know. Anybody that has an SBO, you'll see things come online, especially if you've just bought one. That's like, well, I'll wait. That's super expensive, you know, mm -hmm. for you know a new set of conies and stuff. It's like, man, that's you know that's pretty pricey. I'll is there is there NOS stuff? Price. Is there NOS stuff for this? Like, uh... you, yeah, you'll find some new old stock stuff. Um, a lot of it's probably trim. Um, there a while back, I think Performance Parts Inc. I think was the website. I, they had a lot of new old stock stuff. A lot of uh, they had a, a good bit of stuff for the uh, the police, like the interceptor five oh, yeah. O's and stuff. I like, love those. They had a lot of new old sock stuff for that, um, and that was actually the people I got the headlights off of, because I was waiting. Yeah, I, mean, I remember. I you remember. couldn't find the thing. Like it was, you know, I, I, that was like the update. I come into work and talk to Jason. I'm like, God, <laughs> no, I haven't found headlights yet. Or no, <laughs> what, I did what, find what, them, and they're eight hundred dollars. I didn't you know? think the headlights were that bad. I mean, you you obviously did, but uh, and. So, you know, what kind of happens is, you know, people will have some of the original tooling or whatever, and they'll repop them, you know, every once sure. in a while, and, and they'll put these things out, and, you know, that stock will die down, and, and uh, then demand comes back up, and price comes back up. So, and I, I don't remember how much I picked them up for, but they're not cheap headlights, and, you know. Well, that's what I was going to ask you. Is the 85, so... From 84, to, uh, I think up to 85 and a half, you had the, um, they were the sealed beam halogens, which were, you couldn't find those things anywhere. I mean, the, options wise, I mean, you can find them anywhere. But the original for the SVOs, the original concept were these four tempo looking arrow star <laughs> headlights. <laughs> but like, <laughs> every arrow star enthusiast out there is like, why are you banging oh, yeah. on my arrow star? Yeah. But like, 
that was the original, like from 84 on, like that's what they wanted to do, but they wouldn't pass, you know, whatever, you know, regulations or laws. DOT that they had at the regs. Time. Yeah, sure. they, they, they couldn't pass DOT regs at that time. So um, not until, you know, 85 on is when they started to put these uh, arrow headlights or whatever they want to call them, um, which are definitely different from your, you know, your 4i 80s Mustangs. Right. You know that you commonly it's see. Not the vanilla ice Mustang. Right. Oh yeah. Well, yeah. It was that probably what ninety, ninety one, maybe. Right. Uh, convertible, but yeah. I mean, it's not too far off from you know some of the nineties headlights. Um, yeah. But, it's a weird three piece design. Yeah. I mean, it really is. Yeah. It just looks. So the only thing they changed, like these, like this side light and the marker and stuff, like is all the same but they just had a sealed halogen beam in the center that was wow. the only difference between the cars wow. because it was literally they designed it for this and that's why it's a, either a 30 dollar part at autozone or like a mm -hmm. 500 dollars part mm -hmm. online yeah <laughs> that's what people don't understand about these weird quirky cars um that you just don't see a whole lot of is there's no parts on none that's what i was going to ask you was i mean of course, it shares a lot of parts with the you know the regular five O Mustang. Yeah, a lot, but not enough. But not enough. I mean, because like like a lot of your trim pieces and stuff, which mm -hmm. obviously got to do some work on that. But like your cow here, like windshield wiper cow, and that kind of stuff. Like your side trim, like that's, uh, that's model specific. No, oh, like okay. that that's stuff. It's it yeah, it's all the same. This stuff, you know, your window trim. Mm -hmm. I keep saying stuff, like everybody can see it. <laughs> The so stuff, but www.radridespodcast.com. I take a lot of pictures, and then you can get on there and see exactly what we're talking about. Because I'm not going to go on YouTube because YouTube is monetizing weird right now. Oh, geez, one day I'll do, I'll do YouTube. Tell us I how you like really feel. Kick, you know what I mean? That comes out here with me and takes pictures and stuff like that. But. <laughs> so, you, so, you need a sidekick? Yeah, or? so yeah, yeah, I need a sidekick that uh, gets paid absolutely. Oh, perfect. Yeah, so I mean a couple things, you know, trim pieces, that kind of stuff. I mean, I I went out and bought some struts for the uh for the hatch and stuff like that. I mean, that's kind of a common, you know, the things were just worn out. Right. Um which but I would imagine you know, this, the I think that was an auto zone get. Like you could actually that was one of the things I could find. What was that? What the hatch, the hatch struts. Oh, really? It was oh, something yeah. I could actually find at all. I was like, wow, you, you actually, they're like, yeah, because it's the a, same as a five. And I'm like, oh, okay. I had an 89. Okay, folks, this is where I was a complete clown and totally forgot to bring extra batteries. And Mr. Mitch Ring and his lovely wife were able to give me a few batteries. So, but we did get to drive the car uh, during this whole deal. So uh, we got a little feedback as well after the drive. So, okay, well. I'm a clown. Uh, I'm a clown. And, <laughs> and we're uh, back. I, I uh, totally forgot to bring backup batteries for all the Bluetooth equipment. And um, so we me, had to stop uh, there. Let me and... check the battery on this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's three bars, right? Is that? That sounds about right. Yeah. Right? There Does you go. Mean it's yeah. 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 Okay. Now, it's, it's fine. Okay. We just went and got some batteries. Well. 
we uh, re-upped on a couple beers here. And we did. Uh, we we actually graduated up to uh, Victory Golden Monkeys, which are eight point something something percent. And nine and a half point, percent. They're nine and nine point. I'm going to get in trouble when I get home percent. <laughs> so <laughs> this Jen uh... was like, "Are you going to be home early?" I was like, "Yeah, I usually only bring a six pack, and we you know was usually only drink three beers, and then I'm home, and I'm not too far from home now." But now, I mean, we're going down the Golden Monkey route. Right. And, uh, I, but here's the good part about that. The good part about the whole deal is, is we got to drive the car over to your house because your house is like two minutes away, which is amazing. And, um, yeah, so that's where we're at now. We're back at it. Got to drive the car. Yeah, so we actually got to see uh, kind of what I was talking about, you know, yes. what it feels like. I mean, it doesn't set the world on fire but it knows but look if it wasn't called a mustang and it was called anything other than a mustang and you didn't have that mustang stigma oh those are good huh oh yeah. good beers okay sorry i was all right <laughs> he's, he's looking at really, my face got like, a really good look from that beer that you just drank yeah but if it wasn't called a mustang and didn't have that that uh name put on it this is a really fun car to drive and ride in i mean it chirped in second gear, which <laughs> I was not expecting at all. And uh, it is, you're right, the, the driving experience in it is really nice. Yeah, I mean, it's fun. I mean, you know, obviously with the the exhaust opened on, up opened up on it stuff, I mean, it's uh, you can definitely hear the turbo and stuff, but it doesn't sound bad. I mean, for, right. for a four-cylinder of its year, I, I think it's sharing the same line, like the Lima the Lima two threes and stuff, but um, it doesn't sound terrible. I mean, no. maybe from an idle revving, it, it sounds like a tractor, but you know, <laughs> but I coming understand. down the road, it's turbo whistle and four cylinder. Yeah. And you know, you come rolling into a a car meet or a you know a car show or something, and people are like, "What in the hell?" It, you yes. know, and the people that do know are like, oh, "I I have to go look at this thing." You know? I can completely understand why now when you roll up anywhere that it. Uh... People are kind of like, whoa, you just kind of, kind of scratch your head at it. Right. You know what I mean? But no, the so seats were... So that thing has a 2-3 yes. turbo? Yes. Turb skis in it? Yes, yes. And it was awesome. But uh, no, so I mean, when we cut out, we were talking about the headlights and how they look like an Aerostar and how the Aerostar community was going to get mad at this. <laughs> the one yeah, guy, the, the one Aerostar enthusiast, watch, I'm going to get like a thousand people emailing yeah, the, me. The Ford... Hey man, my Aerostar's really cool, man. You should probably come do one on my Aerostar. Yeah, the Ford Tempo <laughs> purists are just going to be just <laughs> shit all over you. But Yes, yeah, like, it's whatever. Uh, it's all yeah. good. So, and I don't. <laughs> but anyways, we were talking I don't know about exactly what all of you went over and stuff. Well, but we were talking about headlights wise. The, the headlights were kind of kind of strange, and you said you know how, uh, what uh, shared the platform with everything else, and you found these headlights, and we were talking about the reasoning behind thirty dollar headlights versus like three hundred dollar headlights. Right, um, and a lot of that's coming back to like when this car was. When this car was originally designed in 84, which, uh, 83 or whatever, when it came out in 84, the headlights, you know, the marker and, and outside the outer lamp and stuff, like none of that stuff changed. It was just the center headlight. Like this car was originally supposed to have these uh, arrow headlights or whatever they want to call them, the plastic, the plastic uh, headlights, but, um, you know, it couldn't pass DOT regs like we said or if that's still in there or not, but, <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, it couldn't pass. So if, I think from 84 to 85, you know, they had the sealed halogen beams. Um, and then it, 
and eventually uh, moved on from 85, 85 and a half to 86. They had the the arrow headlights, but which are uh, super hard to find uh, right now. Uh, you can find some repops. You know, there's some websites that have them. They're not as expensive as they normally are. They're definitely not. Uh, they're not new old stock, but they're they're close, close to original as as possible. Um, well, I, I don't if ever they make a class at uh, Concord de Le Mans, uh, right. for uh, these uh, 80s, 80s vehicles, then you will definitely have to go get new old stock stuff and yeah. put it on there. <laughs> so I kept the old stuff. So okay. So you have one. So if anybody's looking for a, a an old stock with a little yellowing on it. Yeah. It's, it's, um, you have you one. You can't, you know, I tried. You're, you're not bringing the yellow out of them. It's, you can remove it. It's. It's through the plastic. It's something that yellows over time that is not something that you would normally see like on your newer headlights per se, like your newer plastic headlights right. to where you can actually do a headlight restore kit and and take a lot of that stuff off, the doll look to it. These are yellowed it's baked through in there. and through. Yeah, it is baked in. It's 1980s baked. And yeah, it's whatever, you know, you know, whatever Russian plastic or whatever they were using at the time. <laughs> It it definitely doesn't hold up to the sun very well, but and, it's, um, and, and there's know, nothing and wrong with that. And that's the, the charm. Out, that's kind of the know. charm of some of the 1980s cars, right? You know, is you know being able to, you know, not uh, not have a perfect car. Yeah, well, I mean, but yeah, I mean, it, it, not to talk about headlights the whole time, but I mean, I that was something that I definitely needed to update because, you know, through the Commonwealth with Pennsylvania <laughs> and and inspections and stuff i mean you you can't have the yellowing and stuff no up but, to a certain point to pass an inspection which unless you go somewhere and they ask you if you want to put the sticker on or they do but right well i mean and, and that's one of the things with people who own these cars and i think we already kind of talked about that is you know when you own something like this you have to be prepared for for that kind of stuff it's yeah. really one-off you know cars that have kind of been forgotten, and then all of a sudden they want to bring them back. I think Radwood's done a, a really good job of putting these cars back up and propping them back up to you know kind of the glory that they were at this point. So other than the headlights, what what else is hard to find on this car that would only be like a one you know make the, only I mean, deal the on this? Suspension kit, the Coney shocks and struts mm -hmm. are. When I first bought this car, I went online just. Looking for stuff, you know, kind of refresh things, and obviously I wanted to go to the suspension and make sure everything was up to snuff there. Well, I found them, but, and it was, you know, the you know, it was new, but it was the original Coney shocks and struts kit, uh, but it was ungodly expensive, which I <laughs> thought at the time, and I thought, well, I'll, I'll wait. Maybe that'll come down in price. Maybe that somebody just started up a repop or something, and and. You know, maybe it's just expensive now. No, those went away, and you couldn't find them. Well, now you know every every one every once in a while you'll you'll see them come back up, and some uh, supply will come in, and and uh, basically when you see something for this car, you just have to pull the trigger and buy it because it, you're not going to find. If you do find it again, it's just going to be more expensive the next time it comes out. Right. So yeah. it's <clears throat> yeah. I mean, that's kind of the same way. You know, I had that. Uh that uh, Acura RSX and finding the JDM stuff that's clean. 
I mean, you yeah. got to pay the price for it. And when it comes up, you just go, okay, that's what it's going to cost me today. And, yeah. you know, you, you live with it. You know, it's not a big deal. It's not a big deal. So, but yeah, uh, uh, let's, let's move to the interior here because uh, that's, uh, we j- like I said, we just rode in it, which it rode extremely nice. It was wonderful. Yeah, I mean, you, uh, you knocked the old uh, blood pressure cuff yes. uh, <laughs> adjustable lumbar support, but that is straight out of the 80s. Bike. Yes, and by the way, when Mitch was inside getting batteries and uh, beers for us, I did pump it up a little bit, and it works. Wow, so, that's good. You know it's, what I mean? Uh, I got a little bit of lumbar support. in the passenger seat. A little bit of lumbar support in the, uh, the two, uh, you know, the two minutes. That's good. I'm glad your back's doing better now. <laughs> the two-minute drive we had over there. But, you know, the interior is straight stock. Is that? A, I'm sure that's a different shifter knob, I'm sure, that you have on there, correct? Yeah, I, I went with a different – it's MGW uh, shifter in it, which mm-hmm. from the factory, I mean, these, you know, transmission-wise, it was a world-class Borg Warner, you know, five-speed transmission. But they had a hearse from the factory, which I didn't know that. I mean, you know, I, you know, it didn't feel that worn out or anything like that, but, you know, your normal – just trying to refresh things and thinking, you know, things might crisp, you know, crisp up a little bit more. But, mm-hmm. you know, I put the MGW in there, which it wasn't, you know, so much of a short shift or anything like that. It was just, you know, make things tighter. But, um, yeah, and pulling the old one out, I'm staring at it and I'm like, this thing's a hearse. I was like, they had a hearse in here from the factory, you know, and I start Googling stuff and I'm like, oh, no shit. They had a hearse in here from the factory, you know. that. Right. Did you keep that? Cool. Because I'm sure someone's going to be yeah, looking for that. Yeah, I've you know i've kept all that stuff and that's stuff that's that i'm going to keep for for some reason if this ever if this car ever you know goes to be sold it's you know you've got all the original stuff and you know and it has a cassette player in it yeah a rocking cassette player i absolutely love with Um, uh i'm gonna get in it by the way we can get in this is great yeah let's uh it's got the uh cassette player in it let me so everybody Um, can hear me breathe super heavy get in here (laughs) all right we're good yeah, it's got it. It's got all the round gauges, uh, which are so period uh, at that time. You got AC in it. You got heat. I mean, it's a it's a really you know, comfy factory car. boost gauge right here. Factory boost gauge. In We're it. going up to what is it twelve before it gets into the yellow? Okay. I so think max tr- is eighteen. There. Have you tried the cassette player? I have not. Okay. So what? Where if there's a tape in here? Oh, there might be. Uh, that would be great if mm. like scorpions would have popped out. You know it, what I mean? If the scorpions pop out of here, we're done with this. We're just we're, drinking beers the rest of just, the night. Listen to that buzz on hear that. Hear that? Oh, I hope I hope this gets picked up on the audio. Is this just? I think it's just a fake. Yep. Cassette. Yep. Well, no, there's definitely not it, a cassette in there. I think you have to put it yeah. in and then the inject button comes right. out. Yes. So listen to that buzz. Uh, so what's weird is is this is a 1986 with a tape player in it. I had a 2002 Acura RSX Type S with a tape player. Mm. <laughs> Solid. <laughs> and my 98 uh, Eclipse has a tape player in it as well. So, but no, Ooh, it's got beautiful gray interior. There? You know, the thing's not ripped apart. Um, I think you can actually, can you pull these out um, for your legs? I, I believe know. so, yeah. Okay. Some leg support there. Yeah, I mean. Get a little leg support, but for man. For the time and the, some, you know. High tech seats right there, yeah. bud. For, and here was uh, here was my favorite part about some of the 1980s like stuff was sometimes these had like carpet on the dash. This does not have carpet on. the Yeah, dash. and I don't know what this material <laughs> is. Once again, some material made in Russia, yeah. <laughs> but it is like 
so old of plastic that it's like cork. Yes. Uh, it's, which that's going to be something that to find that because that's not going to share a five mm -hmm. liter cause no. between boost gauge and that kind of stuff. That's not going to share yeah. the same. Is it a, is it a SBO power top? steering wheel, you know, that kind of stuff. So not a power top. No, you got to manually put the top. It up. is a manual top. I don't think any of them. I, I'm sure none of the none of them came with a yeah. power top. But it's so 80s. I mean, the the pull handles to to open up the doors, like the sound when you close it. <laughs> oh, it's it sounds so great. <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, the carpet on the uh, the bottom on the scuff plate on the the door panels that is so 80s. I mean, I regardless of what kind of car you had, they all had that carpet deal. And I don't know who came up with that, but it, it hasn't aged very well. I can <laughs> it has not. <laughs> it has not aged very well at all. So coming back here to the trunk area, which again, I love the, uh, love the spoiler on this. Put the key in here. Uh -huh. And it pops right open. Cause you got those nice new shocks on there. That's right, bud. <laughs> That's at least forty horsepower worth of mm -hmm. uh, hatch struts right there. But yeah, so, so if people came... don't see your goods. So people you don't have, see your uh, goods. You, you have a got, nice little uh, shade. Yeah, that you got a shade back. right here, so people don't see your uh, groceries that you bought. Mm-hmm. Or maybe the hot items that you just stole. That... Although I can't believe I can't <laughs> imagine you'd use this as a getaway car. Yeah, you know. It's... Yeah, I don't know how well that'd work <laughs> out for you. Underneath is a spare a spare tire. Wow, look at that! Cardboard looks brand. I haven't even looked. Cardboard looks brand new underneath, and the spare tire is never used. Never been used. <laughs> looks like nothing's ever been used. Solid. I love this. Wow. This is like a time capsule. 1986 time capsule. Wow. I love this. But yeah, so the back. So you said that the the tail lights share. The same as the Fox bodies, correct? Uh, the tail lights were different from the like '80s Fox bodies. Okay. But these tail lights they reused on the '93 Cobras. Oh, by the way, oh. sound in the world. We went, we went, uh, we went cans this time, so we didn't have to deal with the bottle. Yeah, there. sorry. It, <laughs> it's all this hillbilly has is mm -hmm. cans. So, so the gray. The gray that's on this is all the accent. It's kind of a flat battleship gray. Yeah, color. which I think it definitely is a repaint. That's not an original color on the on the wing itself. I think that's something that they repainted. Okay. Is this the original exhaust? It does not look original. No, that is not the original <laughs> exhaust. That's I. Uh, that's a which, tasteful upgrade. Yeah, I. Like I said, some of the things. Uh, work between five liter and and four cylinder and the SLP loudmouth kit cat back was same thing same mounting brackets everything really so yeah so even with a single exhaust coming out mm -hmm. wow okay yeah I think from when you go back to your X or whatever it is your H and and on I think it it matches up pretty to much the same the same. yeah from cat back from, fact, from factory it came with dual exhaust yeah Oh, yeah, wow. from factory. I think it was okay. like two and a half inch tips or something. Um, wow. Which I would have probably kept the original, but it definitely had some uh, rot going on with the factory cat that was on there. Um, 
yeah, then in you order had to... for things to not die prematurely, I ended up cutting that and mm-hmm. just to get things to breathe a little bit better. And then I eventually put on the new exhaust and stuff. But um, talk about tractor. That thing was <laughs> cut off before the cat. Yeah, it's, it sounded like a tractor, bud. It was. Uh, and these are the original stupid. wheels. Yeah, the original sixteen it. inch. Sixteen which inch. Was uh, they look great and it's on a fi- it. Five lug, which you don't see. I think maybe until the SN ninety five, maybe the ninety three Cobra wow. somewhere around there. But you don't see all the foxes you look at. You know, they're all four lug. All four lug cars, so they, I mean these were four or five lug, uh, f- five by. I can't remember the spacing now, but but. Uh, did they factory race these on the road? Do you know? Did they did they do what? Did they factory race them like road race them? I think they did. I mean yeah. th- that was kind of the. The what reasoning they were behind after five was yeah they were they were kind of going like I said they were going after like the German and Japanese market mm-hmm. and uh, this was their. It's, kind of this their was their iRock, you know, their iRock and roll. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, kind of went the other way compared to the iRock, but it completely went the, the total would, opposite way. You had way. a what three hundred five tune port induction on your iRock. So there, no, or? so my iRock had a three hundred and fifty TPI oh. on it. Oh. It was the big daddy. Oh, this geez. was the this was nineteen eighty nine. One hundred and eighty five horsepower. No, it was way more than that. Oh no, this was the the same motor that was in the vet, <laughs> and uh, it was uh, two hundred five then a three <laughs> a three fifty TPI. With a uh, automatic behind it, um, and a posi rear. Oh, it was the hot one, and it had the T tops on it. I mean, it was the Mac Daddy version of 1989 Camaro that you could possibly get. And uh, I, I, it's one of the two cars I regret ever letting go because yeah. it was, it drove and rode so nice. And I was young when I bought it. When I just moved up here, so this was you know ten years ago, and I I hadn't been you know really indoctrinated into the '80s kind of cars and what they you know the driving experience was from like a five thousand dollar car versus like a twenty thousand dollar car. Mm-hmm. This thing I bought, I think for like forty five hundred bucks, and it drove like a twenty thousand dollar car. It was awesome. I loved every second of it. It burned the tires right off of it. <laughs> the paint was a little. Huh. But I cleaned it up, uh, and I ended up flipping it for like eight grand to some guy. Yeah. And as soon as he drove it off, and I saw him driving off, I was like, "Oh, I should have kept that car." I made a mistake. Yes, yeah. I made a mistake because I'll never find another one like that for that price. And yeah. I mean, I think there was, um, I think there was eighty nine thousand miles on it or something like that. It was crazy. The, the guy didn't know what he had, and he, he needed to get out from what underneath year was it. it? Nineteen eighty nine. Yeah, it was gorgeous. Uh, it's one of the it's one of the cars that I for sure regret getting rid of you know so but yeah man uh this thing right here is awesome so the black you said you think it's been repainted once obviously back here we saw the sand marks we were talking yeah so when i got this thing back home you know i i rolled it out of the car trailer and and uh start looking things over and open up the glove box and the first paper that i find you know falls out of there and i pick this paper up and it was a slip for I think eight hundred and fifty dollars or nine hundred and fifty dollars. <laughs> it says paint entire car. In and what like, year? Nineteen eighty nine. And I'm like, ah oh, shit. I'm like, 
somebody had this thing repainted, which that's the thing. They've done ask. a good job if this thing has held up since 1989. Yeah, <laughs> it looks good. I mean, it's it was a good paint job for $850 mm -hmm. or nine, whatever it was. I mean, it's good paint, but you know, there, there's I can see you know on the back passenger side. I mean, there was definitely uh, we can see some sand marks or whatever, but it's nothing, nothing crazy. It was just. I'd yeah, it say probably what happened got hit. At it the time. Got hit. It probably got hit in the rear quarter. Yeah. Uh, you know, someone probably hit them, and you know they had to do a little body work back here. But I mean, you know, there's nothing that indicates other than some, like I said, some scratch marks on it, the sand, the sand scratch marks, uh, and there's nothing that indicates that this thing was ever like bashed in or anything. Right. Like that. I mean, if it was, you know, you'd feel some things frame wise, and for sure, if something was very structurally wrong, but. You know, besides that, I mean, it's clean. I mean, I, uh, it's fun. I mean, you take mm -hmm. the thing out and, and, uh, rip it around some and just cruise around. I mean, it, you know, it's factory AC, all that stuff. Oh, I mean, yes. Yeah. So do time. you think, do you think, because right now they can't, they have a Mustang four cylinder turbo. Do you think in 30, 40 years, there's going to be people who want the four cylinder Mustang base? Or do you think that this was the car, this car has come back, yours, the 86, is because it was an SVO and it did have the upgrades to, to everything on it? So are you asking they would rather have the new... So do you, do you think it would be as collectible, do you think it will be as collectible in 40 years, the new four-cylinder Mustang, as I, this thing is now, it has taken off over the past probably five, ten years, you know? Um... I don't know. I mean, that's something you'd have to kind of, because four cylinders became so popular, you know, when we were younger and stuff. I mean, with those being so popular, you know, I hear a lot of people say it, but friggin' Honda Civic's going to be like people's Camaros right. and Chevelles and, and, you know, Boss 429s and shit. You know, you find a you know, a Civic SI. Uh, yeah, you find clean. a CRX or some shit. <laughs> it's you know, people are just losing their minds over it. But you know, that's what it's going to be. People are reliving their childhoods, and it's the same thing with muscle cars and you know of the '60s and '70s. And and you know, so would the new EcoBoost necessarily be collectible? Yeah, I think. I mean, it's it's probably as compared to the SVO, maybe not because four cylinders were a lot more popular. Mm -hmm. Because this thing was, it had low production numbers, and there wasn't as many people that wanted it and desired it. I mean, because I'd say if you look at production numbers for EcoBoost Mustangs oh, now. it's probably through the roof. Yeah. Yeah, I would imagine so. Yeah, I think that this thing was like less than 1% maybe, or 1.5%. Okay. Maybe less than 1% of Yeah, I mean, 9,000 over three years, that's... Not of much. actual Mustang sales <laughs> through throughout the world for those, you know, from 84 to 86. Mm -hmm. I mean, it was, I think it was less than 1%. So, mm -hmm. I mean, that's, you know, and to find them not wrecked or, you know, or they still have the original 2.3 in them, that kind of stuff. I mean, because there was other years throughout the 80s that had 2.3 turbos and stuff. You know, your turbo coupes and that kind of stuff. And then you had your... Um, Turbo birds and that kind of stuff. Yeah, which, that's true. I didn't even think about that. Pontiac had had some some turbo stuff as well. Yeah, well, I mean, 
I th- I don't know if if Mercury had I don't think Mercury had a cougar. The cougar that was, that was but yeah, there was a the Thunderbird. The Thunderbird. Yeah, yes, there was that's a, right. Yeah, which was actually pretty close to this car. It was you know you had the four cylinder turbo. I think it had an IHI turbo compared mm. to this car, but it was I think it was still a top mount intercooler. It might have been in the center. That might be why mm. you were th- thinking that. I I don't I don't know for sure. I don't know. But, My buddy's dad had one. Back in the day, shout out to my buddy Terry, by the way. His dad had one, but I don't think it was a turbo. I think it was a six. It might have been even, I don't even know if they came in an eight. He was a muscle car guy. Later, though. through certain years, they had, it was the 2-3 the two, turbo. Um, and then eventually, I think they moved on to like maybe a V6. Yeah. But yeah. I know they had a V8 in them. Sure. Eventually. Sure. I, and it might even turn to a front wheel drive monstrosity. But. <laughs> <laughs> So you purchased this thing, would you say 80, 85? How much did you How much did you purchase it for? 8500. 8500? Yep. What do you think it's worth today? Like just mm. just if you were to go if you were to go put a price on it and be like, "Hey man, I want to sell this thing tomorrow." Someone on the podcast is like, "Hey man, I really want to buy that car." I could I could probably get 125 okay. at least for it. So you've right had now. you've had it for you said what four or five years? Yeah, four or five right years, now. and it's appreciated four thousand dollars, and you've had a really good time with it. Yeah, I mean it's I mean comparing to the original price bought, I mean it's it's fifty percent more than what right. it was, you know. So it's yeah, I mean that's what this podcast fine. is I mean, about. You, you know, see some of these, you know, I kind of did some research here and there just to kind of see what prices are doing between you know. Whatever's going on in the United States at the time between election or coronavirus or whatever, but you know, <laughs> to kind of see what prices I are doing. I thought for but, sure the coronavirus was going to drive prices down. I was licking my chops. I'm like, okay, someone. You would, and think, it sounds bad. Yeah. Uh, it's going to sound bad because I'm going to be like, well, someone's going to lose their job and they're going to have a really nice car. They really need to get out from underneath. And I was like, I'm going to go swoop one in, but it did the opposite. It pushed the prices up. Mm-hmm. Which was completely nuts to me. Yeah. It may be, maybe just too many people on the internet at one time. I don't know. but There's that too. Speaking of loser, losing our jobs, we <laughs> pretty much lost our jobs. Yes, time, we both huh? lost our jobs, yes, <laughs> due to coronavirus. Yeah. But you got a new job. I got a new job, yep. uh, which, has been, which, which has been Didn't great. lose any cars in the process. So Did not have to sell any cars in the process, yep. which uh, for, me, for me was a lot less stressful than for you. Because uh, it was a quick turnaround, but uh, no, I mean, I, it definitely hit everybody a little bit different. But I think also it gave a lot of people some time to, uh, you know, do some work on their cars and, and really clean them up. I know that uh, our buddy James Bendel, we we saw, you know, me and you saw each other up at his uh, his car show. There, there's guys coming out of these car shows and they're bringing some really nice stuff out there because they're just dying to get out at this point. Yeah, there was you definitely uh, there was definitely some crazy stuff up there. Mm-hmm. Um, I took my 2014 GT350, which right. we'll probably talk about here in a little bit. Yeah, but, for sure. Which people are like, what, 2014? But yeah, yeah, we'll talk about it. But yeah, um, yeah. Uh, what was the guy's name? GTR Joe, I think is what they call him. Uh, uh, he had the there was a kit car there. Ooh, I don't he had all the. That. There was three or four cars there that he had, and Barno is probably screaming right yeah, now. Yeah, probably. Like you're not, I can't believe you can't remember his name. <laughs> Why can't you? I remember did a his lot of research. Probably sponsored guy, by him and it, stuff. <laughs> yeah, I mean he he runs. There's a GTR, at least one of the GTRs that he runs on the strip that 
like pulling the front wheels on this thing oh, like wow. nuts. Wow, wow. But uh, yeah, yeah, so, he had some uh, he had some pretty crazy cars there. There was a lot of a lot of good cars there for that. You know that was put on. Was it Crazy Horse yeah. that put that on? Yeah, and I'm I, he does it every weekend, and I'm I'm so glad to see it because, I mean, even I went down to Texas, and there's people dying to get out in their cars. You know, so, so what? Wh- where where does this car go from here? What's next for this car? Do you keep it like this, and do you just drive it until you're 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 tired of it? Or no, I'd say I mean it's it's been a kind of an on and off deal, but you know, next thing for sure is going to be trim. Uh, you always have the aspirations of, you know, fully restoring the thing and doing everything back to factory specs and that kind of stuff. I mean, that might happen one day, but as for now, I'd say trim. But uh, I think a lot of guys now, especially because I, I mean, I, I've restored plenty of '60s and '70s cars at this point. I think more guys want the time capsules where you haven't you've done the minimal amount of work to them and kept them the way that they were from that era. Because I've seen over-restored cars, and I'm sure everybody listens to this, they, they, they know the same thing. It just doesn't drive the same, and it doesn't feel the same. Yeah. So I think that, it's harder to find a time capsule car at this point. Yeah. I mean, there's time capsule, and then there's, you know, visible... Um, you know, things that just look, you know, the windshield wiper cowl and that kind of stuff. I mean, that is just a common, you know, that stuff, old plastic mm-hmm. from Russia, whatever, <laughs> is just breaking. Russia's getting a lot of love on this Russia's one right here. Russia's just getting shit on. I, but, <laughs> like, you know, the window trim, the window seal trim, that kind of stuff. I mean, I don't ha- I don't see an issue with replacing that kind of stuff. Maybe doing the original color and stuff like on the biplane wing, which mm-hmm. is, is it crazy supposed to, to be, even say? Is it supposed to be? It's supposed to be gray, correct? It is. I okay. think it is. It's supposed to be gray, but I don't think it's supposed to be that gloss. Right. Um, because if you look at yeah, well, it's hard because at, it's hard because you're you're trying to figure out was this the original color yeah. or it hasn't been sun beaten so much that it's kind of this exactly. dullish gray and yep. how do you match that and I mean the black and black on gray is a, such a classic color. Mm-hmm. I mean without. If me and you weren't dissecting this car at this point, you'd walk by it and you'd be like, man, that is really yeah. clean. Yeah. <laughs> Which that's the issue is, you know, anybody's going to find any issue, you know, with anything you have is, you know, sure. like the the Roadrunner sitting over there. It's yeah. like, well, that's not original Hemi car. Well, it's got a 426 in it. I'm, yeah. I'm sorry. That's well, the we internet it, haters but. are always going to do it, right? The guys that are driving... And no, no, you know, nothing to towards like the Hyundai guys, but the Hyundai guys are the worst, you know, because they walk <laughs> in and they're like, oh, well, you know, this doesn't have a 5.0 in it and it's not, you know, BBK this and, you know, you're, you're, you know, running 20 inch Cobra wheels on it and everything. It's like, hey, man, uh, you know, once you grow up and you, you, you kind of drive a lot of these cars, you, you get to the point where you're like, man, I just want something that's a little reliable. That's cool. That shows up. That no one else is going to have at the show. You know, there's going right. to be a million Honda Civics. There's going to be a, a million Velosters. Uh, I mean, I think GTRs at this point. You're going to see a lot of early '90s, you know, GTRs because everybody wants one now. And you're going to be the fifth guy at the show that shows up. Yeah, they you, don't. Get you're going to show up in an '86 SVO, and you're going to be the only person there with an '86 SVO. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know. Yeah. 
whether that's good or bad. You know, I mean, some people might say, oh, you need, you know, a V8 in it. But, I mean, for what it is in the time capsule that it is, it's, I mean, it's why I started the podcast because, I mean, there's a million Chevelles out there. There's a million Novas out there. It, this is weird. <laughs> right. Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, it, it kind of, you know, because I've had, you know, the Mach 1, I've had V8s, and, you know, I've had four cylinders in the past, Mazda Speed 3s and that kind of stuff, but, you know, and I always had love for four-cylinder turbos and that kind of stuff, but, and then I, as I did more research, you know, my cousin had a, a Turbo Bird, and, and uh, which was damn near the same car, but, you know, we started talking one day, and he's like, man, did you ever hear of an SBO? And we really... You know, Jeremy, we we started talking about it, and he's like, yeah, Ford, you know, from 84 to 86, you know, they had a, a four-cylinder turbo Mustang that was, you know, they, you know, redid the suspension and 16-inch rims and all this stuff. And I'm like, man, that sounds, I was like, that sounds interesting. I was like, I might try <laughs> to see if I can find something like that. And, you know, and this is, I didn't look at them long. I, you know, I found one on Hemmings, and I knew that they were kind of sought after, and, I found this one in Georgia, and and uh, it did not, you know, it was over a couple of days of back and forth, and we're on the road. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, I, I think for you know what I got it for and what I could sell it for, I, I think you're fine. Which I don't really necessarily want to sell it, but you know, things happen, right? But, um, well, and you know, like we talked about, you know, before the podcast and everything. You kind of lose love with it, and then you get in it and drive it one day, or you see somebody building something, and you're like, oh, man, I need to go work on this. And then you work on it, and you fall in love with it again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, know? it's like, you know, the the Mach 1 here, it's like, you know, everybody just, you know, there for a while, everybody was just like hating on SN95s, and mm-hmm. it's like, you know, and then that starts to kind of grow on you, and then all of a sudden it's like, you see a you know an o four o three terminator or something mm-hmm. it's like God, that thing looks good, you know, and it's like man, the Mach <sighs> one like the Mach one looks good, it's like it does I, man and and, the know, SN... and then you start tinkering again, you know and in the s n ninety five when I was in high school, that was like the hot car if you had the g t or above, I mean dude, you were ruling you were ruling the streets, you know, you were running with the uh, l s one corvette or not corvettes l s one Camaros at that you were point. in the running for prom king. Yes, for sure. <laughs> I had a buddy of mine, Shane. Uh, uh, he had one, and it was like that uh, that dark, dark purple color. And man, that thing was so cool, man. I really the Mystic, liked that car. Or was it the Mystic Chrome, or was it the? It was the, the dark purple, like a dark okay. purple bluish color. I, okay. I don't. Yeah, I, I don't know what it All exactly was, their, it was uh, called, but. Man, I always thought that car was an 04 Ranger in that color. And then I tried to buy that Terminator here a few years ago, and me and you were going back and forth. And that's what kind of off put me uh, uh, on the body style and the Terminators because, A, you got to watch out for people who are beating on them. Mm -hmm. And then you got to watch out for all the upgrades that are on it. And this Mm -hmm. one that looked, you know, really, really nice. And I remember you telling me, you're like, man, there's something wrong with that back end. That back end doesn't look right. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. and i was about a day away I and i called now. the guy and i'm like hey man i'm gonna drive down to north carolina and i want to look at this car and um i remember him telling me hey uh just to let you know um we uh this has a uh this has a solid axle on the back we got rid of the irs and i'm like 
uh, what? I'm like, that's why you buy this car for yeah, that. That's what you're buying a Terminator He's like, for. He's like, oh, yeah, right? uh, it, it was drag raced. I'm like, okay, so this thing was beat on, and this is why it was this price. And uh, it was just, it turned into one thing or another. So, no, don't worry about that. That's the other recording. <laughs> but, no, man, uh, you definitely a Mustang fanatic at this point. You have the, the, the GT350 over there from Shelby. Yeah. So factory so Shelby car. Let's look at that thing then. We can look at that one for sure. Wanna... I'm going to turn the computer around so we can see it. Okay. Well, that's so I can see. The golden monkeys are hitting me at this point. So Good. Which is great. That's the plan. That's the plan for sure. That's what, that's what beer is for, right? Yes. That is. Oh, let me help you out. So this is a uh, lime green. I'm sure they call it some crazy green. Yeah. Uh, so color. Gotta have it green. Yes. So gotta, the whole. Gotta have it green. Wide body 2014 GT350 from Shelby. Mm-hmm. So basically, when I was going to. And this was before. I, this is before he died. Correct. No. He, no. This no, is after. Okay. No. Th- so these went from 2011. This was after. He passed away. It okay. was Carol Shelby. Right. But from 2011 to 2013, they had a run. Mm-hmm. They extended into 2014. So basically, which this car setting beside it is a 2010 GT500, which right. was sent for a Super Snake package mm-hmm. to Shelby, which is, I don't know if a lot of people know, but like Shelby, like if, if it's a Ford production it's just a licensed trademark. Correct. Like, it is just the name on the product. A lot of the time, you know, talk to Gary Patterson, shout out, mm-hmm. at, <laughs> at Shelby American. Like, it, he doesn't have, they don't have any say in those Ford production vehicles. No. Like this this 2016 Shelby GC350R mm-hmm. sitting right here. Mm-hmm. They, he had no say in what that car was going to be, what engine anything Mm -hmm. it's just a ford production it's just the name just the name so from 2011 to 2014 you could get a shelby gt350 package if you bought a mustang gt okay sent it to shelby and then they would put the package on for you which they had a different you know a lot of different things you could do package wise but what it ultimately came out to was a gt350 so with my father having a 2010 super snake and not getting any traction ever <laughs> you know i think we we dined over dynoed over at uh road evers on a mustang dyno and it was like 683 and Jeez. which it never got any traction i mean your mm-hmm. third gear brake tires like yeah it's fun it's violent but you're not going anywhere you're just constantly burning tires so it's like you know talking to gary and stuff over at shelby it's like do you offer the wide body package for these 350? Yeah, of course we do it, you know, because the wide mm-hmm. body was really something for the Super Snakes and Shelby 1000s, which is another animal in Just itself. Just crazy, which, right. Yeah, <laughs> guaranteed 1000 to the ground. It's They're nuts. That's but nuts, yeah. Well, I remember... Uh, talking to the kid there that did all the tuning and stuff for those, uh-huh. like, they are to the ground. Legit. Yeah, it's... That was kind of like uh, my parents, they lived uh, right... So Hennessy used to actually, his place was in an airplane hangar that was at this little small airport that was next mm-hmm. to my parents' house. And that's where he tested and tuned all his cars. And that's where he, he started Hennessy Motorsports. And I remember 
when they came out with the all-wheel drive picture of him burning out on that airstrip. <laughs> it was right next to my house and thinking to myself, and I think that thing pushed, pushed out over 1,000 horsepower. Thinking to myself, oh, my God, 1,000 horsepower, 1,000 horsepower now. I mean, these guys are tuning these things to where, I mean, 1,000 horsepower is like this. Yep. Let's touch a few keys. Let's put a new cam in it. Let's put some heads. Let's put some uh, forced induction. Hey, man, we're, we're there, you know? Yeah. I mean. But how are you going to use it? You know, that's the, that's the big Exactly. Deal. And that's kind of where that wide body come in and stuff because, you know, it's, it's 345s in the back. I mean, it's like a 55-gallon drum cut in half. And <laughs> which with this car, <laughs> you know, it with is. this car, they had different options, you know, with, you know, it's Whipple supercharger and that kind of stuff. The polished Whipple supercharger kit, smaller pulley. I think it was 624 is what they were claiming to the engine, which, I don't know, might be in the low fives by the time you run it on a dyno. Maybe a little bit higher, but I just... It's plenty. A lot of the... T- yeah, and it, it does well. I mean, I, it does. you know, flashlight drags, which eighth mile, that kind of stuff. I mean, I've ran Hellcats and that kind of stuff and beat them at the flashlight drags, which obviously... You know, people off the street coming there with their Hellcats, mm-hmm. not hooking up, that kind of well, stuff. Well, yeah, they're just going to mash the yeah. gas, you know. Uh, okay, let and, me uh, uh, stand on the brake and let me get this thing up to it, and hopefully this know, thing hooks. Comes know? down to crossing the light first. But, That's right. You know. So, yeah, I mean, it it was uh, it was definitely something. You know, people that see it now or, you know, I might post it on something on Facebook, and you know, people are like, man, it, this guy did a whole lot of work. You know, on a it's called this GT thing, Mustang. GT Mustang, you know, and it's like, no, this thing's, you know, it's a CSM. It's from Shelby. It's from Shelby, yeah, yeah. So Basically, a, they took it and they customized it to their specs. Yeah, the same as like the Super Snakes or Shelby One Thousand. Same thing. It's in the same line. Um, and it's gorgeous. And I've, I've, do you need another beer, by the way? Yeah. <laughs> And we so, we re- we drove in this here. I don't know a few months ago. I think you brought it over to the house. Yeah. And uh, what's it, what it was? Victory Twisted. Oh monkey. yeah, we're going uh, Victory Twisted Monkey. Okay. With mango. I'll let you know how it tastes, people. <laughs> Got a little bit of fruit now. Yes. Um, I think the last one was apricot. I think that's the Victory Golden Monkey. It's supposed to be apricot. I don't know. It's don't like know. Hogarden on Sarah. I wish beer snobs listened to this as well. And they were, right. they, were they were going to tell us exactly. If what Barno's it listening to it. He's he, <laughs> he's yelling again. He's yeah. He's screaming. He's like my Evo. You got GTR Mike. What's his name? GTR Bill. What's his name? I don't know. Joe John. <laughs> you got GTR Joe Joe's Bob. name wrong. GTR Joe and Bob. now you're saying that there's apricot and Golden Monkey. Whatever. Uh, Might be. So- <laughs> Who knows? But no, this thing, uh, uh, it goes, man. It shits and gets for sure. I mean, we, uh, I, I remember we got it out there on, on the interstate, and I think a, a diesel, diesel <laughs> bro tried to diesel. pull up next to us, and <laughs> diesel bro tried to to run uh, what he thought was a GT Mustang, and it definitely was which not is, a GT Mustang. <laughs> which is normally scary because if a mm-hmm. diesel truck rolls up beside you on the interstate, there's probably a reason because he's. He's probably going to roll coal and yes. turn the propane on or nitrous <laughs> or some shit and just leave you in the dust. But for sure, I, I've learned I've learned my lesson with a lot of that. But yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah, I mean the, these cars are, are hard to beat, man. I mean, it, it's a reason why the new GT three hundred and fifty. Why I've looked at them 
multiple times, you know, I bought a, a 59 Apache and, and Jen wanted me to buy a Mustang. Yeah. And so every time I complain about the 59 Apache, she's like, you should have just bought the Mustang. <laughs> or every time we see one on the road, she's yeah. like, well, there's your, there's your, your stupid 59 Apache with air ride on it. Uh, you could be riding in this with me right now. So, <laughs> so but they are so nice. When I first, which this thing took, I mean, anybody that's bought a, you know, sent a vehicle to Shelby, I mean, it takes some time, you know, which through this, I mean, they, you know, they had a busy time, which took me, oh, probably eight months, I think, wow. to get the car in. Jeez. You know, I sent... Uh, and didn't something, I, I don't know, and, and quote me if I'm wrong, and I don't want to call out Shelby International or anything like that, but it wasn't something, there was something not right with it when you first got it? Well, that wasn't Shelby. So okay. when I first got it, which is, is wasn't determined, but... You know, it's got the big brake kit from Willwood on there, and those rotors grooved and warped. Oh, uh, okay. Bad. That's what it was. Okay. Like, because when I went to get sorry, this car, Shelby. So, sorry, Shelby. Everybody, Shelby, she, don't be mad at me. Shelby did Will everything. Wood. You know, everybody at Shelby, you know, Ralph, all those guys did an amazing job keeping me updated with stuff. But um, when I went to go get the car, um, I did a track delivery or whatever, you know, so I went to, went to the track there. Uh, I can't remember the name of the track now. Um, <laughs> it's their testing, it's their testing track out there in Vegas, correct? Yeah, it's in Pahrump. Yeah. yeah. Um, but we went to there and it was actually a day that a lot of the employees come out and they were testing a lot of the prototypes of the 15 Mustangs. Mm -hmm that they were trying to put on, you know, their Shelby pro, you know, superchargers and that kind of stuff and, and doing the Shelby kits on those cars. So they were doing a lot of the testing that day. You know, Gary was out there, a lot of the guys that were, you know, in the engineering department and stuff. So it was kind of a, it was kind of a day that, you know, it was cool because you got to see a lot of the guys from Shelby that got to get out and just play that day and really wring those cars necks mm -hmm. and see what was going to break, what wasn't. I mean, they had, Everything they had, you know, half those guys drove out there in a Shelby Raptor. Oh yeah, that they did, you know, some upgrades on, and and uh, they had a Ford Focus ST at the time, and uh, they had those a Shelby, are great cars, by the way. They had a Shelby version of it, and uh, I actually I took it around the track. You know, any car that at that time, I and mean, they were more than willing. They're like, get in it, break the thing, take it around the track, wring its neck, you know, and it, it was, I, you know, to get in a it, you know. A vehicle that you didn't think you'd ever get to get in, you know, and it's like, all right, I'll, you know. They're like, try to break this. I'll sling okay, this out to the gravel. Sounds you great. Know, and, well, can I drift this Focus SD around this entire track? <laughs> not on, not on purpose. But you know, it was just you know cool to see a lot of those cars, and then you know to see this, you know, a lot of pictures and stuff like that, and and uh, but. Um, it was neat. I mean, I got to ride around with Gary. Uh, he drove the car and stuff, went around the track with him, and then I jumped in it. And uh, I think probably three laps in, which at that time, you know, I was I was used to, you know, going around tracks and stuff like that and, and you know, when you need to brake, that kind of stuff, through NASA and that kind of stuff. So I started to kind of push it, and tires were heated up, and, 
and uh, I come into a turn and watching the cones, it was the braking area and I start to apply the brakes and nothing. <laughs> like there was no brakes whatsoever. And I just like, I barely even have the car yet. I don't even have it in the state that I live like, in. No. You know? And it's like glazed over like no brakes. And mm-hmm. I'm like, Oh my God. And, uh, I come into the turn and I eventually, instead of just sliding out into the gravel, I just turned the car mm-hmm. and held the turn and it stuck. Wow. Went around the turn and I'm like, <laughs> yeah, I don't think you're supposed to like, which, you know, with the car, I mean, they've, you know, which with all, with all I ordered on it, you know, watch link, you know, suspension, all that stuff. I mean, it, it is more of a track car than your normal, you know, GT 500 or whatever. Street it's more car, of a drag right. or a street car, you know, right. but you know, and, and at that time, you know, I didn't know about the Ford production Shelby GT three fifties. You know, I, I didn't even know that was coming out until well into this thing being, uh, created. And, uh, I remember even sending emails like, hey, that 5.2 Voodoo, I was like, you think you could throw that in there? And they're like, yeah, we could do anything for the money. You know? Right. And it's yeah, like, yeah, it's, I get it. But it just costs money. You know, and. Uh, but but still, but it's a drive. One-off, yeah. Like, yeah. It, like, it's a one off. It's kind of like the SVO. It's this one off, kind of weird, it's got its own story yeah. car that you're not going to see at a car show. Yeah, you're gonna again. You're gonna see a lot of production GT 350s. Like, it's just what it is. And I love those cars. And I'm probably An gonna end up car. owning one at at some point yep. because they are they are so good. But this one pulls up next to it, and you're like, wait, there's mm, wait a second, a GT 350. Little... What is this guy doing? <laughs> you know, did this guy put Mustang? Did you v- put stickers on? Is this? that a VTEC sticker? <laughs> what are you doing? You know that kind of stuff. You know, but well, like, Calvin's not pissing on the back of the Chevy logo oh on the God. back, so you know. Yeah, there's not a. Okay. Uh, I should have some like Tasmanian Devil like uh, mud flaps on it. Hey, man. <laughs> So I had this, uh, I'll never forget, my first car, 97 Mazda B4000 truck. Ooh. I had Yosemite Sam with back off on the mud flaps. You got to have that. That's yeah. all I could afford back in the day. And I remember my mom and dad, they were they were like, are you seriously putting that on a car? I'm like, yes. That was my first mod ever on a car. Very first That's mod ever. Was 30 back horsepower. Off. I think I got them at Pet Boys. <laughs> yeah, that's the only place that sold them is Pet Boys. That's exactly but, right. So... There's this 2016 GC350R Ford production sitting right. beside it. Mm-hmm. So to drive this 350 from Shelby, which is, you know, a different It's a hot rod. It's, it's all, a custom-built hot rod. Yeah. It's not a factory car. It's, it's a custom-built hot rod. It's a wider, heavier mm-hmm. muscle car. Right. Like, it's torquier, right, definitely exactly. not as many RPMs. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Definitely not as many RPMs, but... To drive the 2016 350R, it feels like. Does it feel more refined? It feels like a BMW yeah, or something European. Mm-hmm. Like you are a lot closer to the passenger. The seats are a lot more narrow, which I'm a fat shit. But like <laughs> <laughs> to get in the Recaro, you lost a lot of weight though. So I, I mean, you're not I, you're not so much of a fat shit anymore. But so. like, yeah, but to, maybe I'll get back in this 350 and feel better. But. <laughs> But like to get it in this, like my 350, like it, like those Recaro seats, they're wide, they're nice, like they grip you well. Mm-hmm. To get in that car, 
everything is like cloth and which is super grippy, mm-hmm. but it just feels like a lot more narrow, lighter car. It doesn't feel. Does that one have the Recaros in it? Yeah. Okay. So it's. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. I think you might go f- too far for the for the Bluetooth, but if we lose you, we yeah. lose you. Eh, it's okay. whatever. You know what I mean? Well. Yep, I know these cars very well because I've black looked at black, so many of them. Black on black, red pinstripe. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I've looked at so many of them; it's crazy. Yeah, so it does have the Recaros in it. Yeah, oh yeah. Uh, yeah, Recaros. Yep, yep. So to get in that car, it's like it doesn't feel like you're good on battery. Right. I, We're all I looking at batteries. We're so worried right now. I did right. four podcasts with the same batteries. Now we know four podcasts are as far as I can go on batteries. Just, just make sure about it. I, I don't want to carry you through the rest of this. No. It's... <laughs> but uh, it, it's just a different feel. Like It, it feels like uh, like you're driving a BMW. or Because like when you're rolling through the RPMs and the 350, like the new... Shelby's with that five two voodoo, like you get to like fifty five hundred or six thousand RPMs, and you're like, all right, time to shift, and you're short shifting by like twenty five hundred right. RPMs at least, <laughs> and it's like, holy crap! Like I got a lot more RPM, and yes. that's when you're ringing that when you're ringing that thing's neck, is when it's doing its best. Mm-hmm. Like that's when it's like. Wow, well, this that's engine flat plane is likes, crazy. That flat plane likes that high yes. RPM. You know, but torque shout, shout out to, to Honda VTEC. It also likes oh the high goodness. RPM. <laughs> <laughs> but like, it's it's just a different feeling car. But it's a more refined, higher revving, kind of a lower torque feeling. But if I was to, like, same as Jason, like next car, like if I was to get one to get stupid with and wonder if it's going to be, you know, roadworthy and mm-hmm. and stay together and hope to god i get to from point a to point b <laughs> one of those cars it's half the fun like <laughs> which i think we've all had if you're listening <laughs> to this but like it, you know that car i mean i think uh hellion hellion was doing it, their twin turbo kit mm-hmm. was 800 horsepower bolt like, on with stock eight, internals with, with stock internals 8 psi running 800 horsepower on that thing on pump gas yeah give it to me just all stupid of it. just stupid like what they're doing with cars now is insane especially with that 350 like to have a flat plane crank and that many rpms plus twin turbo mm-hmm. doing 800 horsepower like and it's not a heavy car like it mm-hmm. is lighter than the the pig of a green 350 that I have there, the wide body, like it's a light car. Yeah. Like that car, it will move at 800 horsepower. Like that's nuts. There's a guy at my gym who has one and he is putting a supercharger on it. And I think I'm going to have him on the podcast because I, I just want to know what a supercharger and a GT350 feels you, like. You have to. I mean, because I've driven them, and the only th- the only thing I hate about the whole deal is the clutch pedal on it. It's got that dead pedal, you know, feeling. <laughs> yeah, it, it, <laughs> it has that, uh, which I mentioned earlier, but that Mazda Speed Three, yeah, like dead clutch, like yes. it's not connected to anything. Yes. Feel, and I think there's upgrades now. I mean, well, upgrades, upgrades. I think there's <laughs> modifications yeah. you can make now that makes it feel more like a you know that hydraulic clutch directly you know. connected. Yes, or something. exactly. Yeah. So let me ask you. Do you think, 
because we've looked at you know kind of all these the, from all generations of Mustangs at this point. Yeah. Do you think there's anybody putting a Turbo Four in one of these SVOs, a, a new age Turbo Four? Yeah. At the yeah. So I've seen a couple guys on YouTube. Uh, I don't remember the names. I or I shout them out, but there's a couple guys that have actually done EcoBoost swaps with a new EcoBoost, oh, that's crazy. the two threes that's and the crazy. newer Mustangs and there's a guy with a maroon uh, SVO that was doing some track, track time with it that he put a 3.5 oh. uh, EcoBoost in it, oh. which is the V6 EcoBoost. And that thing was nuts. Because like, <laughs> those cars, I mean, they make – those engines make great horsepower out of the box for a V6. Yeah, for sure. But, for sure. And it's a small package. you got a 3.5. Oh, yeah. Making that much horsepower, which – yeah, it doesn't sound the greatest, but I mean that's a lot of horsepower. I mean, in that light wise, car, yeah, I mean, for sure. And yeah, this car is uh, thirty-one, thirty-one hundred pounds, maybe mm-hmm. thirty-one fifty, somewhere around there. It's light. It's not the big with pigs that are coming there, out nowadays. With me in there, it's like four grand. <laughs> it's like four grand. But, no, yeah. no. <laughs> but uh, I'm so uh, so. If people wanted to find you online. Where can they find you? Where can they find this car other than on Instagram at Rider Rides Podcast mm. and on the website? I know you're not a big social media guy. Can they uh, find you anywhere? Or they just got to see you on the street and be like, "Oh, there's Mitch with that." Probably on the street. Man. I mean, I, obviously, I'm on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you guys have MySpace? <laughs> no, I, not MySpace. But you know, I do have Instagram. Okay. Um, but. We can uh, we can post that stuff after this. Yeah, but, for sure. Um, I'll put it. I don't all do a lot of posting right. of the cars due to the amount of vehicles in the in the building. Fleet. Yes, uh, and the county that I'm in. Right. <laughs> I don't uh, because you are kind of out here where people know every everybody knows everybody and right. uh, you know. You don't want to be a menace with the GT350 out there and burning <laughs> yeah. it down the street, you know, burning right. it off the road. So Yeah, bright green is not exactly the color you get away with. <laughs> well, this has been awesome, man. Uh, I might have to come back because I might have to do this Vega right here that's your <laughs> father-in-law's, and I might want to actually try to purchase this because that Vega is so cool, <laughs> and I'm a Chevy guy. So uh, Yeah, so the Vega, real quick, <laughs> this Vega is it this is vega is so 19 late 1970s yeah. so eight, shout out to greg bubba ferrari which was the original owner um that he had it from high cool. school but he turned this thing into a drag car it has a 383 in it and he was doing low tens in it when he was alive uh it's it's called the wild mouse <laughs> it is it is the wild mouse it's thing is nuts well I'll tell you, and then, from a guy uh, that's done low tens in a G body, it is the scariest thing that you've ever been a part of in your entire <laughs> life, and I can't imagine what it would feel like in a Vega. Right. <laughs> yeah. So, and then this, you know, after Greg uh, passed away, it moved on to Bob, which was my father-in-law, Bob Dieter. A lot of, uh-huh. a lot of gearheads and shit around here know him, um, but it was his vehicle, which he has now passed away. Um, big gearhead, uh, motorcycles and stuff. Had to swap meet in Waynesburg for motorcycles, Green County swap meet. But 
<coughs> Shout out to uh, Green County if you live in Green County, bro. Right? Yeah. <laughs> no, he was uh, he was a great guy. Yeah. Um, well, it, your SVO sits among uh, some really really <laughs> nice uh, vehicles. Yeah. Um, like I said, we're gonna do Barno at some point, which we might have to. Go, I might have to bring him back here because it's such a good. Uh, such yeah, a good we'll area just to do it. We'll in. just bring him here. Yeah, which it'll be the only import in this entire. <laughs> Entire facility. The closest to import might be this SVO. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> so, but hey, man, it's been great. Cheers. Yeah. Cheers, brother. All right, man. Whenever uh, you get your next crazy ride, I, I'm going to have to come back here and do it again. So, you know, yeah. it is what it is. So, All right, man. <clears throat> Appreciate it. Thanks, everyone. Big thank you to Mitch Ring Jr. and his wife for putting up with us two going back and forth all night long, having to go in, get extra batteries, having technical difficulties. Uh, they, they were Both of them were very great. Uh, I know that he had to go back to the house, and she was not too happy that he was coming and leaving. But we got it done. We got it in. Again, thanks to Mitch so much. The car was awesome. If you have any more questions or anything, you can get online on the website, radridespodcast.com. You can click on the link to Mitch's 1986 SVO. You can see the pictures that we took. You can see some of the uh, areas that we were talking about on the car. And uh, if you have any more questions, email the podcast directly, or you can get online on Facebook, find Mr. Mitch Ring Jr., or you can get on Instagram. His Instagram handle is on the website as well, and you can ask him more questions about the SVO. Thank you so much for listening.